Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Evil Elon Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Alexander. Special mention goes out to Max Tegmark at Tegmark, T-E-G-M-A-R-K, and Nick Bostrom at underscore Nick Bostrom on Twitter. Max Tegmark says, quote, there have been so many other things in physics that we thought were fundamental that turned out to be mere illusion that we've started questioning everything. A brief history of the Earth. We've had five extinction-level events. We're going to hear from Nick Bostrom about the three following propositions, which is that either humans go extinct, uh, we are in a simulation now, or at the precipice, humanity got cold feet and did not enter the simulation. And how all of this relates to a valuable resource called time, capped off with Elon talking about the potential for the time for war. So we had a jam-packed show. It's strap in and let's take a ride. We're going to talk time as time itself in a sciencey way and time as it relates to human existence. And now a word from our sponsors. EvilElon.com. Check out the hoodie. It's absolutely excellent. It when I say it's American-made, it's high quality. I mean, it, they put the stitches in the right place. It holds up. It's warm. It has the right sleeve length and everything. Show your support. You get the hoodie. Legal Shield. Legal Shield's been around for over 30 years. They have more than 2 million members. They have over 2,000 attorneys across the country. So you have access to a lot of different attorneys. You can get access to them for a very affordable price and if you ever if you're ever in a situation where you're going to need a lawyer you'll have that option download the app it's quick it's efficient it's easy and it's legal shield max eric tegmark is a swedish american physicist cosmologist, and machine learning researcher. Shall I continue? Yes. He is a professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and the president of the Future of Life Institute. He is also a scientific director at the Foundational Questions Institute and a supporter of the effective altruism movement, and has received research grants from Elon Musk to investigate existential risk from advanced artificial intelligence. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to come back to Tegmark. This is just for context because later on we'll need him to explain the scientific definition of the word time. For in order for us, humanity, to understand our options, then we must understand the resource of time. And Teg Mark is going to help us with that. And I, yours truly, have coined a phrase regarding time called thermodynamic time, which fits with Max Tegmark. But 
first, 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 let's hear from Elon. There's likely to be another Dark Ages, which it seems, my guess is there probably will be at some point. Um, I'm, not, I'm not predicting that we're about to enter Dark Ages, but that there's some probability that we will, particularly if there's a Third World War. Um, you know, last, last century we had two massive world wars, three if you count the Cold War. I think it's unlikely that we will never have another world war again. Um, there probably will be at some point. Or if we have another one, it'll be the last. Yeah, it, it, it just could be radioactive rubble. You know? um, so, again, I'm not predicting. <laughs> it seems like, well, if you say given enough time, will it be most likely? Given enough okay, so then... He says, given enough time, we're likely to see another world war. He says, given enough time, there will be the world war again, right? So then, what exactly is time? And I have to suspend for a second the concrete notion of time and think about it as if it's possibly more abstract. So... We are going to hear uh, from MIT physicist Max Tegmark, and he's going to explain why and what uh, time is from the, as uh, explained by a physicist. Here's Max Tegmark. Max, what is it about time that we even ask the question, is time fundamental? Well, there have been so many other things in physics that we thought were fundamental that turned out to be mere illusions that we've started questioning everything, even time itself. And I think that time itself is not an illusion, but the flow of time is an illusion. The change in it is an illusion. It's very strange because it, it sounds like time is flow and time is defined by flow. How can you have time and flow of time being different? We can think of our reality is, is either a three-dimensional place where stuff happens over time or is a four-dimensional place where nothing happens one two three dimensions of space and a, a fourth dimension of time and if it really is the second picture which is the one that einstein gave us and, and called space-time then change really is an illusion because there's nothing that's changing there it's all in there the past the present the future so if life is like a movie then this space-time is like the entire dvd there's nothing about the dvd itself which is changing in any way even though there all there's all this drama unfolding in it but if you watch it you have the illusion that things are happening over time eggs so this is where i get in with uh tag mark and i say well what makes sense then in this situation is that the cd itself is shifted by thermodynamic activity. They literally, or not CD, DVD, they literally burn the DVD. That's how, that's how it, that object is created. It's molecules which are heated. Okay, so you have a long chain hydrocarbons. They're heated. Now you have plastic. Then you burn the plastic with a laser. Now you have a DVD. And so therefore, it's the thermodynamic activity itself that imbues the object with time. Time is likely not affixed to space. 
I mean, we see in quantum mechanics, Einstein, who came up with the space-time, which is the conjoined theory of three-dimensional space plus a fourth dimension of time, as Tegmark said. Uh, but that's only that's been around for less than 100 years. And it has a big hole in it when it gets to quantum, to the, down to the quantum level, because spooky action at a distance. That's not very scientific. And so therefore, space-time's probably what makes more sense is that time is imbued to matter through thermodynamic activity because that is asymmetric. It moves asymmetrically. It always moves in one direction. In, in a thermodynamic shift, you can just materialize it into the exact configuration you want. And that requires a very fine manipulation of thermodynamics. It has nothing to do with a series of events, uh, which is... Einstein's time. So this the DVD itself is imbued thermodynamically with time. So as you can see, time is really a sort of nowhere concept. When one is asleep, where are they in time? Precisely nowhere, because the mind is not receiving the signal that it's here or there in time. Um, and yet we see time distributed through the, our three-dimensional reality. So what I say is it's locked into the actual little objects that we see. A book is filled with something really called thermodynamic activity that is probably an accurate measure of an imbuement of a thing called time. And when a person resumes consciousness, they know where they are in time based on the objects that they see around them. If one woke up and they were uh, seeing nothing but Romans, well, then they would be in the Roman time. If one woke up in uh, Andaman Islands and saw nothing but the Stone Age Andaman Islanders, well, then they're in the Stone Age. And it's regardless if it's the year 2021 or not, because time is just imbued into the objects that surround the individual. And so this is why we can't really, you know, use all of our civilization to power the advancement of a small group of people because it's really pushing them clear into the future. Just, even though we're all existing on the same planet at the same year, Really, because time is really just a keeping of the angles relative to each other of the heavenly bodies. I mean, again, I say, what is time to a Nile crocodile whose DNA hasn't, you know, it's been unchanged for perhaps millions of years, still on the same patch of dirt, still at the same water crossing, eating the exact same food. So here's Nick Bostrom explaining the possibility of a simulation. He, it's him calling the simulation theory. And this goes back again to time for war, right? Elon says, hey, listen, World War III and blah, blah, blah. And he's explaining it as if it's a time series. What Drew Alexander and Max Tegmark and Nick Bostrom are attempting to say is it's actually more like, depends on what kind of objects you create. If you create space weapons, uh, you are truly therefore necessarily bringing that future into fruition and nick bostrom is going to tell us that there is the option to go amish in other words we can all collectively just say this is enough technology and just tap out 
Well, there is this article that I published back in 2003 presenting the simulation argument. This is an argument that tries to show that at least one of three propositions is true, although it doesn't tell us which of these three. The three propositions in question is first, that almost all civilizations at our stage of technological development go extinct before they reach technological maturity. So that's the first possibility. Uh, a second possibility is that there is a very strong convergence among all technologically mature civilizations in that they all lose. So the second possibility is that they just lose interest in doing this. And the third possibility is that we are almost certainly living in a simulation. So there's this argument that shows that one of these three is true. And the full argument involves some probability theory, but the basic idea can be grasped quite simply. Bostrom gives three possibilities, extinction, merge, or get cold feet. I like Bostrom's option number two, where people get cold feet, because I say, time means what? What does it actually mean? Once that thing was cooked into that configuration, it's thermodynamically shifted to that place. In if you want to call it time, you could call it time. Amish are human examples in the United States that tapped out at electric. We don't have to merge and nor do we have to go extinct. Okay, just so because I said that I would get to it, let me read a little bit here. It says life itself began to spread and diversify having emerged 3.7 billion years ago. But about 440 million years ago, a climatic shift caused sea temperatures to change and the majority of life in the ocean died. Okay. And uh, then it goes to the next one is 365 million years ago, 75% of the species. And then the next one is 253 million years ago, 96% of marine and 70% of terrestrial life went extinct. The extinction event, often referred to as the Great Dying, is the largest to ever hit Earth. It wiped out some 90% of all the planet's species and decimated the reptiles, insects, and amphibians that roamed on land. Okay. And let's see. Then there was the next one here, 201 million years ago, 80% of the species were lost, went extinct permanently. And then the last, the most recent one here is the 66 million years ago, 75% of the species on earth went extinct. And that was the dinosaurs. That was the dinosaurs. So the crash landing into what is today Yucatan, Mexico, an asteroid over eight miles wide plunged into Earth at about 45,000 miles per hour. And that was that. That was a wrap.
And that's it for today's show. Today's show was called Time for War. And that you will be a loyal and faithful listener. Like, share, and subscribe. And on the next show, I'm going to be talking about something I don't know quite yet. I'm not that good yet. But maybe on the next show, I'll be talking about what I'll be talking about on the next show. And for now, I'm going to leave this with that. Thank you. Thank you.